Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Hello, friends. Father Frank Pavone here coming to you live on Praying for America. Thank you for joining me for this program. Let me know where you're from, from across this great country. Some of you join us from around the world. Uh, Let me know what your thoughts are as we live through these dramatic days. And, you know, I want to read a scripture that talks about you and me. It says, Paul is saying, we shine like the stars amidst a crooked and depraved generation. How clear that has become in these days when we have seen before our eyes the modern day Watergate. I remember as a teenager following the Watergate uh, crisis very, very closely, President Nixon. So political operatives broke into the headquarters of their political opponents. And today, we have seen the FBI and the DOJ break into the home of their political opponent, a first in American history, the home of a former president. We've all been thinking and talking about this, reflecting on it, hearing commentary on it for days now, and it's right that we do so. And you know what? And what we're going to read here from the Word of God and what we're going to pray about pertains to this. Anyone of fair mind, anyone with common sense, anyone with a brain has come to the conclusion that this is a a farce. This is a joke. This is a charade. There's nothing there. There's nothing substantial. There's no rationale for what the FBI and the Department of Justice has done. No rationale. It's crumbling before their eyes. Boy, did they miscalculate. And we've got to continue making noise about this. They miscalculated. And it's just, it's just so evident. I mean, they're, they're going around and around in circles. The other side, the left-wing media, the Democrat supporters, the anti-Trumpers, going around and around in circles, bouncing back and forth, from one empty excuse to another, oh, well, this is about documents. Yeah, the Presidential Records Act doesn't have any criminal provisions. A search warrant requires probable cause of a crime. A crime! Not anything to do with keeping records about which there have been disputes under every, every past president. This is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And then they said, oh, it's about nuclear codes. What a sham that is. Oh, it's about espionage. And it's all falling apart. Brothers and sisters, there's nothing there. And even left-wing media are beginning to to have to, to realize that. So now the song that they're singing is, oh, well, you know, the Republicans are overreacting to this. This was just, you know, routine business. And, uh, you know, when are these people going to realize how stupid they look? You and I shine like the stars in the midst of a wicked, perverse, corrupt generation. Never has corruption in American politics reared its ugly head as unashamedly and undeniably as this past week. 
Never. And so we've got to shine like the stars. President Trump is shining like a star, like some commentators are saying. You know, he just, he just has to sit back and watch all this unfold. They gave him, they did him a big favor, the Trump haters did, a big favor. He can sit back and watch all this unfold and implode. And meanwhile, what is he doing? He's doing the, the most rational thing. He is demanding transparency. You know, if he had something to hide, he wouldn't want the affidavit, whatever it was that was sworn to the underlying oath as required by the Fourth Amendment of the Constitution before you get a search warrant, that there's probable cause for a crime. If he had something to hide, if he was really guilty of, of some crime, he wouldn't want that to be revealed. But here he is calling for it to be revealed. He wants it to be wide open and public. He wants that affidavit to be unsealed and distributed and read by every American citizen who has a right to know that their government is not weaponizing the, the structures of government against its citizens, much less against its former president. This whole thing has fallen apart for the left. The whole thing has fallen apart. Even if they were going to try to, 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 to rest on the, the unfounded and imploded idea that, oh my gosh, there are dangerous documents sitting around there in Mar-a-Lago. What in the world then, did, do you, how in the world do you justify letting 19 months go by of those things sitting there? The whole thing, brothers and sisters, again, to anyone who has a brain, to anyone who's, who is sane, to anyone who is not infected by Trump derangement syndrome, that the whole, the whole thing is a, is, a, is, a, is, a big, is a big circus. It's a big show. It's a charade. And we've got to do like President Trump is saying now. He's saying, what can we do to de-escalate this situation? In other words... We've got to restore in the American people the sense that their government is not their enemy. That we don't have, as I was reflecting last night, a secret police organization among us or over us that uses the force of government to attack its political opponents. That's not what we do in America. What we do in America, as other commentators have been pointing out, is if there, a crime is committed by anybody, we investigate the crime and then we search for the people who are responsible. But it starts with the investigation of the act. There's an act, there's a crime for which there's clear evidence, very specific evidence, and then you go looking into who did it. But what this charade is, is the reverse of that. It's going after a person and then searching for the crime. And that's why you have this overbroad, again, in violation of the Fourth Amendment, this overbroad search where you see how they had to, they had to return his passports. Oh, we weren't supposed to take that. Of course you weren't. Because you're, 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 you're going on some kind of wide open carte blanche. Oh, let's just go in there and let's not even let the attorney see. And let's tell them to turn off the cameras. They were off for a little while, but then they got them turned back on. Turn off the security cameras. Why would you want to turn off the security cameras if everything you're doing is above board? You know, I'm tired of this charade. And I know you are too. Sick and tired of this nonsense. Because we've seen it happen before. 
And we've seen the FBI lie. And again, it was all against President Trump, but they lied and they lied. And they tried to, to a coup. They tried to overthrow his administration. This is this is this is really bad stuff. And we should be indignant about it. And 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 as far as de-escalating, you know, the burden, the burden, of course, is 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 primarily on the other side. Stop weaponizing government against the citizens. Stop doing this. Stop inaugurating the United States secret police. This is not right. It takes this document, the Constitution, and, 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 it, and it sets it in, in, in flames. I usually don't take this long before we get to the word and to prayer. So let, 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 let's go there now. But you, you are shining like stars in the midst of all this darkness. Let's read what Paul has to say about that. We're in Philippians chapter 2, starting with verse 12. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. Do everything without complaining or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault, in a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine like the stars in the universe as you hold out the word of life in order that I may boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor for nothing. But even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. So too, you should be glad and rejoice with me. Let us pray. Father, we praise you this night as we are living through dramatic times, as we are seeing the ugly head of corruption raise itself in the very structures of our government. Lord, we still rejoice in you and we rejoice in America because our best days are yet ahead and we will save this country and it does not belong to the radical left who are trying to destroy it. And Lord God, the plans of the wicked are imploding before our very eyes and before their very eyes, and they know it. We thank you, Lord God, for leaders like President Donald Trump. We, we ask, Lord, that his accomplishments may continue to be known to our fellow citizens, to our children, to our grandchildren, to generations to come. Lord, give him, we pray right now as the body of Christ, wherever two or three agree on anything. Father, you have promised, Lord Jesus, we pray in your name. We ask you tonight, right here, right now, with all boldness, that you give this man, Donald J. Trump, once again, the opportunity to serve as our president. We are praying right now, Lord God, that you put him right back there in the Oval Office. Because if anything, has revealed itself as a pure political attack to keep him out of that office while well, we have seen it before our eyes in these agents who raided his home. Lord God, this is nothing but a charade, just like all the other charades that have been launched against President Trump to try to undermine his influence as the greatest political leader 
of our times and in our history. And Lord God, to undermine all of us, his supporters. Supporters of him, Lord God, because we are supporters of America. And supporters of America, Lord God, because we are disciples of you. We don't kneel to government. We don't worship our political leaders. As President Trump himself says, we do not worship government, we worship you, O God. Bless us. Continue to let us shine as stars in the universe and lead us through these dark days with our heads held high and proud, knowing that we are doing what is right, loving what is right, defending what is true, valuing what is your gift, O God, the United States of America, its founding documents, its founding principles, its declaration, its constitution, the commitment of its founders and its glorious history. Enable us, Lord, to continue to shine that hope for all the world. We pray through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Well, friends, um, let me see. I, I, uh, I want to give you a couple of quick news items. Oh, by the way, I got another hat today. I, I had a great visit today from Amanda Robbins Vargo. Uh, she was Amanda Robbins in the Trump White House. She served in the Office of Public Liaison. So if you brought a group to the White House, for example, to sit down and talk about policy, about the administration, you know, you may have met her and you may have uh, met her uh, indeed, uh, as I did in those years. But she is now working on another great campaign uh, to reelect our governor here in Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis. And so she brought me this DeSantis hat. So DeSantis for governor of Florida, and he is certainly, we would all agree, doing a tremendous job. And someday, someday, uh, he'll make a tremendous president himself. we got to get President Trump back in there uh, for a second term. And then, of course, uh, um, let, 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 let Ron DeSantis uh, continue to serve us here in Florida uh, as governor. And, um, and then, if he's willing, and if the Lord wills it, he will go higher. Did you see the polls the other day about people wanting to move from one state to another? You know, sometimes we, you know, we here in Florida and, and those of you in Texas, you know, you see people moving in from, from the Northeast, moving in from the West Coast. You say, hey, you are welcome to come, but don't bring your radical politics here. And, and this, these surveys here that I have in my hand from the Axios Ipsos to America's uh, index uh, indicate that these people are coming into these states because they support the policies. Very interesting um, uh, analysis here. 51% of Republicans saying they're more likely to move to red states. 48% of Democrats saying they'd consider blue states over red states. You want to live in a place that's more amicable to what you already believe and what you want to see. And not just ideologically, uh, the economy, the economy or, or the safety, okay, the crime. Uh, uh, where, where, where are the worst uh, cities, as President Trump always points out, in terms of crime and violence? These Democrat-run cities, Democrats don't know how to, they, they, they don't know how to run a city. They don't know how to run a country. But I mean, they don't even know what a man or a woman is. How can they, not, they don't even know what a, an unborn baby is. How can they run a country? 
They don't know what a border is. They don't know the difference between a legal or an illegal immigrant. They don't know the difference between a violent riot and a peaceful protest. These people like these people are has to be out of office, like immediately out of office, out of power. So 20% of Republicans say they'd consider blue states. I don't know what's the matter with them. Uh, 20, 28% say they think about moving to swing states. Okay. 25% of Democrats said they'd consider living in red states, 25%, as opposed to 48% saying they'd, they'd rather go into blue states, okay. And um, 58% of Republicans and 55% of Democrats have said that they've thought about moving to a state whose government reflects their policy values and political beliefs more. You see, and there is the dynamic. It, 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 so you, you don't have to automatically worry that people coming into your state from California, from New York, are coming there because they want to change your state. Are they coming there because they like what your state is standing for? So that's, uh, that is a good state. There's a lot more to this, but we don't have time to go into it in great, uh, in great detail. Two other quick things. On the pro-life front, uh, which is my full-time work, we've got uh, continued progress in protection of these little babies. Um, We have in Georgia, a judge refused to block their heartbeat law uh, this week. And so that law will go into effect and uh, continue saving babies. So protecting babies from the time a heartbeat can be detected, which is essentially uh, six weeks into the pregnancy. Uh, And and, uh, that four weeks from the development of the baby starting. So this is good uh, for Georgia. I'll be speaking in Georgia this weekend, by the way. Um, And uh, South Carolina, in their legislature, they have begun the process of strengthening protections. And by the way, we call these protective laws, not restrictive laws. Instead of talking in terms of restricting abortion, and the other side likes to say, oh, we're restricting women's rights. We're doing no such thing. Uh, It's protective. It's protecting both the babies and their mothers from the violence and destructiveness of the act of abortion. What the South Carolina House Judiciary Committee did was they voted pretty uh, overwhelmingly for uh, a law uh, protecting the lives of the unborn that would be from the time of uh, conception. Right now they have a heartbeat law as well, but now they want to extend that protection starting from when? Well, when the baby's life begins. That makes sense, right? Human rights begin when human lives begin. Protection of a human life should begin when that life itself begins. It makes perfect sense. So good news on the pro-life front. Now, another good, good thing about today It's bye-bye Liz Cheney Day. Now, we talked about this uh, last night, of course, and the polls are going to close there in Wyoming in about 40 minutes. We're here live, and in about 40 minutes, those polls are going to close, and probably the news will come out pretty immediately that uh, Liz is no longer uh, going to be a candidate there in that great state. What a disgrace uh, she is. Total disgrace. Um, she's got a lot of repenting to do, actually. You know, this is, this is not just political views that these people have. There's, there's evil going on here. Uh, and there's also sickness. So I, I think they need a good spiritual, um, spiritual guide, good psychologist, 
and uh, some good politics. Uh, maybe we can get a, uh, you know, some kind of serum or some kind of uh, medicine that can help people see more clearly. Uh, when you see, and this is what I want to talk about in the rest of our time here, when you, when you have great leadership right in front of you, if you're sane, if you're healthy, if you're perceptive, if you're smart, and if you value the things that go along with great leadership, you're going to recognize it. Isn't it sad how some people, and Liz Cheney is one of them, when great leadership is in there, I'm just talking about good leadership. I'm not just talking about the right positions on issues. I'm talking about great leadership that gets things done in unprecedented ways. And that's what I want to refer to here for a few minutes. Not to recognize that. That's one of the saddest things, you know, Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen, who was a great media uh, personality decades ago as a Catholic bishop out of New York. Fulton Sheen, many of you know him, said, you know, the tragedy of life is not what we suffer. The tragedy of life is what we miss. What we miss. Why? Well, because maybe we're just too self-absorbed. What we miss. It's a great sadness. It's a great tragedy that we have even one person in America that lived through and is still living through the time of, of political influence of Donald J. Trump and doesn't recognize what a reason that is to give thanks. I, I just, I just, I, I find it tremendously disappointing. It's a burden on me. And I know it's a burden on most of you that, you know, why don't they see? And, 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 and along those lines, I have two books. They're pretty big books. They're like coffee table books, okay? But they should be read cover to cover. Um, we've talked about these before, but I think this is a perfect time now. When President Trump's enemies have tried, you know, they're, they're, I don't know if this is, I mean, they're totally deranged now. This Trump derangement syndrome has just like, the volcano has now exploded. It's not bubbling up anymore. It has just totally exploded. And in the process, they're destroying themselves. This charade um, just expresses such hatred and such a, a twisting of the mind. These books need to be read and reread. Now, this white one, uh, Celebrating the Achievements of Donald J. Trump, President of the United States of America, a special limited edition uh, that was independently produced. And it is so beautiful. Let me just, I, I just marked a couple of pages in each of these books. Um the military receiving a 3.1% pay raise on January 1st of 2020, the largest since 2010. And you got a picture of President Trump there with uh, some of the uh, men and women who have served this country. Beautiful pictures and just a summation of beautiful accomplishments. Um, the president repealed the individual mandate of the Affordable Care Act and drug overdose. Deaths, you remember this little fact about the Trump administration, fell by 5% in 2019. That was the first decline in almost 30 years. 
and there you have, and, and, and again, the book is filled with marvelous photos um, and so forth. And then you have this, this book, Our Journey Together. Now, I hope you have your copy of this book. I want to refer to a website, 45books.com, uh, 45th president, of course. If you go to 45books.com, you'll be able to, to order your copy of this rather heavy, beautiful book of our journey together. Notice that see, President Trump always emphasizes, don't miss this, about his message. It's the first person plural. It's our it's not the first person singular. My, he didn't say it's not my journey. It's our journey together. It's we, we who belong to the MAGA movement, we who belong to America. They're coming after me because I'm standing up for you, he always says. This is not about me, it's about us. This is deep in his conviction, deep in his mindset. If it were only about him, he wouldn't have run in the first place. If it were only about him, I mean, he already had fame, success, wealth, influence. Why would he have to run for president? Well, he made it clear all along why he wanted to run for president. I've got to do something to fix this country. If I think I can do something, I step up and I do it. And that's why he's going to run again. He's going to announce it pretty soon. Because he sees that what's being done to the country. And when you see what's being done to the country, you don't just sit back and lament it. Whatever you can do, you do. And he sees himself in a position to be able to do something about it. He knows he can do something about it because he knows he already has done so much about it. And that's precisely what these books um, summarize. Let me just say, I marked a couple of pages in here. I mean, these are just some examples. There you got him standing in front of that big, beautiful wall. And the caption says, despite tremendous opposition and many lawsuits, all of which I won over two and a half years, the wall was built at a record clip and helped create the most secure southern border in our history. By far, the Democrat-inspired lawsuits, of course they're Democrat-inspired, you frauds and hypocrites. The Democrat-inspired lawsuits delayed the opening. All it needs now is a coat of paint and a few sections to be built a matter of weeks, and you got these beautiful pictures. Let's see here now on this other page that I marked. Um, we negotiated with the Chinese often, looking for common ground without compromising. Now, of course, as President Trump said, things change after the China virus came in. But he says the days of China taking advantage of the American worker were over under my watch. No other president got a dime from China. He got billions, billions of dollars. And you see him with the Chinese leadership here. Uh, he didn't fool around uh, with, with China, and he's not fooling around with China still, and he won't when he gets in the Oval Office again. I jump to another page here. The United States Space Force is now a reality. And you've got that historic picture there with the Space Force flag. This book, 45books.com. Go to 45books.com. If you don't have this book yet, it's worth it. It's worth every penny to get this book. Friends, what I, why am I bringing this up? You know why. Because this is exact. This has got to be our response. You are like, as we said at the beginning of the, this episode, 
stars shining brightly in the universe amidst a corrupt and wicked generation. And as President Trump also mentions in his rallies, you know, what is it that that distinguishes us from the radical left that's trying to destroy this country? Well, it's what we talk about. One of the things that distinguishes is what we talk about. And as Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You talk about what you think about. And you think about what you value. Jesus also said, where your treasure is, there will your heart be. You set your heart on what you value, and then you think about the things you value, and then the things you think about, you talk about. And the things you think and talk about, you end up doing. President Trump understands this dynamic. A lot of politicians don't, because their hearts aren't reset on the right thing, and they, they just say words that are just superficial. What we want in politics is a person where the actions correspond to the words, the promises lead to the fulfillment of the promises. And the words reflect the true convictions that are inside. So convictions, words, actions. So we have to talk about what we value. So if we value the greatness of America, the president points out, we've got to start talking about greatness. And this, again, this is very biblical. Paul says, talk about those things that are true and just and praiseworthy. Honest and pure and decent, talk of these things. Think about them and talk about them. And, and, and this is what we have to do as part of making America great. Let's talk about greatness. Because you know what? Our children hear us when we're talking. And if we're talking about greatness, they're going to hear us talk about greatness. And it's going to make them think about greatness and value it in their hearts. And that's the source of doing something about it. Get these books. This is a time when, once again, the other side has gone out of its way. They don't care what they have to destroy in the process of doing it. They've gone out of their way to do what? Listen, they just want constant controversy over President Trump because they don't like the other narrative that's going on, constant controversy over the Democrats and their destruction of this country. They've got nothing to run on. They've got no message that's persuasive or valuable. They've got no convictions except we hate America. And so they don't want the focus to be on that. They just want to stir up all kinds of dust and confusion over Donald J. Trump. That's all this is. One big charade. We've had enough of it. We're going to call it out for what it is. And then we're going to provide the antidote. You're going to try to stir up negative dust about this man. You're going to try to, 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 to spew forth. See, again, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The other side, their hearts are they're, they're just soaked in wickedness. And they're so empty. Their souls are empty. And they come up with all this garbage. We've got to do the opposite. And we have got to focus in on, and they, they, they try to come up with this nonsense. Oh, oh, the Espionage Act. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. The man who has done more to make America great than anybody else, who loves America so much 
that he was willing not just to do it once, but he's willing to do it again to endure unprecedented assaults on his character, on his family, lies and hoaxes and impeachment one and impeachment two and Russia collusion and now the Mar-a-Lago hoax. And he's willing to endure it all again. You think it's going to stop? He doesn't think it's going to stop. What is he saying at his rallies? Yes, when does this end? How does this end? Where does this end? It probably never ends, he says. And I agree with that. It doesn't end. Of course it doesn't end. But he's willing to endure it all again. Out of love for this country. Nobody can compete with him in terms of his love for this country. And so what does the devil always do? He makes... the. the, the tries to present himself as an angel of light and tries to turn everything upside down, everything inside out, everything into exactly the opposite of what it actually is and tries to dare to say that the president who loves this country the most, well, he's guilty of some kind of of espionage. Are you sick? Of course, the answer is yes. These people that do this are sick. We will be sane And we will continue to point out the greatness. This is what we've got to do in the midst of this stuff. Point out the greatness to which this president has led us and will lead us again. I'm going to say it tonight. He's running and he's going to win. Because that's what we want. It's not about what he wants. He does want it. Friends, it's about what we want. What we want is what we're going to make happen. And we're going to value it, and we're going to think about it, and we're going to talk about it, and we're going to do it. Remember, it's ours to decide. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this time. We just turn to you again. We know that you are the light of the world, and you have allowed leaders like President Trump, and you have allowed us to be lights shining in darkness. Preserve us. Answer all our prayers, Lord. Meet the needs of your people and help us to worship you in faith. And we join all our prayers and praises now in offering the words you taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And remember, friends, as President Trump tells us, you and I are part of the greatest American political movement in our history. This country does not belong to the radical left who are trying to destroy it. This country belongs to you. We kneel only to God, not to government, not to the bureaucrats, not to political correctness, not to China, not to the left. We kneel to God alone. And the greatest days of America are yet to come. 
Father Frank Pavone here of Priests for Life. Connect with me on social media at FR Frank Pavone. We've got a lot to say to you each day and a lot to hear from you each day. I learn so much from you and am inspired so much by you and learn so much from our, our colleagues in this America First movement who are providing such great commentary from which I draw my reflections uh, as well as I speak to you on these programs. So God bless all of them. God bless all of you. And let's connect on social media. FR Frank Pavone is my address. And uh, Right Side Broadcasting Network as well, RSB Network and Getter. We're so grateful to Getter for carrying our broadcasts as well. Uh, and we will talk to you again uh, tomorrow. Meanwhile, you have my prayers. Father Frank Pavone here from Priests for Life. God bless you all. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.